Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 57. Father, to thee we turn away from sorrow. Thou art the fountain whence our healing flows. Dark though the night, joy cometh with the morrow. Safely they rest who on thy love repose. Hymn number 57. Scriptural this morning will be given by Shahidat from Maryland. I will read from Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? The Lord is merciful and gracious, 
slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from, from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, remembereth that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passeth over it, and is gone, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall it know no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him, and his righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments to do them. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, 
For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Now let's sing hymn number 395. Word of life, most pure, most strong, lo, for thee the nations long, spread till from its dreary night all the world awakes to light. Hymn number 395. to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion. And we had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it or if you'd like to listen again, you can catch it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And it will also be available on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And that Sunday school has a teleconference number so that any child anywhere in the world can attend by telephone. In fact, many of the members of the Sunday school do just that. They don't attend in person because they don't live close enough. But we have a real good setup so that they can get the benefit of their Sunday school by telephone. And we have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives saved 
through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery downstairs of, for children, for infants and toddlers. So you can bring the whole family. And we are going to have another Bible study this coming Saturday, November 6, at 10 a.m. The study questions are on our website, so check them out. And please join us this coming Saturday at 10 a.m., You'll be glad you did. And we have been busy printing and mailing. As we've previously announced, the newsletter and the latest edition of Forum Highlights were mailed this week. And so many of you may have already received yours if you subscribe. We uh, also want to announce that the calendar... Our desk calendar for 2022 is now printed and ready for sale. So uh, you can order online through our website. You can send us a check. The uh, calendar is $15 for the first. And if you order more than one, the others are $12 a piece, as long as you send them to the same address, because the difference is postage. And for those of you here in Plainfield, if you haven't picked up your November full-text lesson sermon booklet, you may want to do so. You're going to need it tomorrow. And also a reminder that next weekend is the weekend that many of us have to change our clocks. So um, just a reminder, set your clocks back an hour next Saturday night. And if you forget to do so, you're going to show up at church an hour early, which is fine with us, but you may not be too happy about it. And, there, uh, and I want to recommend a, a really good article, very short, but really good, that's featured on our English website, entitled, Man, the Arbiter of His Own Fate. And this is an excerpt from an article by Mary Baker Eddy, uh, recommended very highly. And everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. Now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from miscellaneous writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Debbie from Illinois. Page 452, Chicago, March 19, 1894. Reverend Mary B.G. Eddy, Boston, Mass. I wish to thank you for the true light that was revealed to me by reading your book, Science and Health, with Key to the Scriptures, and at once adopting its teaching. It was a year ago today that I put on the armor, determined never to surrender to the enemy. And you may know I have looked forward to this day with a great deal of pleasure to show my friends that the Lord is constantly with me to help overcome all evil. Some said when I first started in this new path, wait until you get one of your stomach attacks 
and you will change your mind. For months they have waited and are beginning to see the truth in my actions that speak for themselves and show that all is mine. For 30 years I had been a sufferer from throat and stomach troubles, bronchitis, dyspepsia, gastralgia, and gastritis, etc., were the terms applied by my physicians. About 18 years of that time, I was engaged in the drug business, had constant opportunities for consulting the best physicians, and took such medicine as I felt assured would cure me, only to be disappointed each time. The last few years, I had been living on oatmeal crackers and hot water, suffering more or less all of the time and could not eat anything else without suffering intense pain. I felt as though I could not live many months more and was, and was getting ready to give up the fight when a dear friend and neighbor, Mrs. Corning, left a copy of Science and Health at our home. At first, I did not care to read it having been educated for many years in the belief that medicine can cure all diseases. I could not conceive of anything else to cure the sick. One Sunday, I had the curiosity to know something about this Christian science and read Science and Health. The more I read, the more interested I became, and finally I said to myself, I will try it. I took a large porous plaster and four thicknesses of flannel off my stomach and threw them in the corner, saying, Now it shall be mind over matter, no more matter over mind. I filled a large basket full of bottles containing medicine and put it in the shed, where all medicine should be. From that day I have eaten of everything on the table and all I wished. Coffee was my worst enemy, and, and I had not tasted it for years without suffering untold agony. Several days passed before I cared to drink it. Then, one morning, I told my family I would commence to use it. I did, and have used it every day since, and don't know that I have a stomach, as it never has caused me any trouble since that morning. I am happy to say I have not used a drop of any kind of medicine internally or externally from that day, and I know that all is mine. I read the Bible and science and health nearly every day, thanking the Lord for the years of suffering which have led me to the truth as taught by our Savior. For I feel it was only through its victory over the suffering that the truth could have been revealed in my case. I have had some demonstrations to make over error, but each time it gets easier. God is ever-present and ready to help me, and I trust in him. My faith is planted on a rock that is immovable. Yours truly, Frank S. Eberhardt. P.S. If you think this letter or any part of it will help someone out of darkness into the light of truth, you are at liberty to have it published. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 10 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. 
Subject, Everlasting Punishment. The golden text is from Job. Behold, happy is the man whom God correcteth. Therefore, despise not thou the chastening of the Almighty. The responsive reading is from Hebrews. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards, and not sons. Now no chasing for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down, and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way. But let it rather Carol will now read. The Bible, Micah. He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. Psalms. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree, planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. First Kings And in the thirty and eighth year of Asa, king of Judah, began Ahab the son of Omri to reign over Israel. And Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. 
And it came to pass, as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Naboth, that he took to wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbaal, king of the Zidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. And he reared up an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he had built in Samaria. And Ahab made a grove, and Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Arise, go down to meet Ahab, king of Israel, which is in Samaria. And Ahab said to Elijah, Hast thou found me, O mine enemy? And he answered, I have found thee, because thou hast sold thyself to work evil in the sight of the Lord. Behold, I will bring evil upon thee, and will take away thy posterity, and will cut off from Ahab him that pisseth against the wall, and him that is shut up, and left in Israel, and will make thine house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Naboth, and like the house of Baasha, the son of Ahijah, for the provocation wherewith thou hast provoked me to anger, and made Israel to sin. And it came to pass, when Ahab heard those words, that he rent his clothes, and put sackcloth upon his flesh, and fasted, and lay in the sackcloth, and went softly. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Seest thou how Ahab humbleth himself before me? Because he humbleth himself before me, I will not bring the evil in his days. Psalms. Why do the heathen rage, and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord, and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder, and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath, and vex them in his sore displeasure. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Romans For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing, 
for to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members." O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. 1 Samuel For the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Psalms the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Blessed is the man whom thou chastenest, O Lord, and teachest him out of thy law. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. The design of love is to reform the sinner. If the sinner's punishment here has been insufficient to reform him, the good man's heaven would be a hell to the sinner. Divine science reveals the necessity of sufficient suffering, either before or after death, to quench the love of sin. Escape from punishment is not in accordance with God's government, since justice is the handmaid of mercy. Our courts recognize evidence to prove the motive as well as the commission of a crime. Is it not clear that the human mind must move the body to a wicked act? Is not mortal mind the murderer? The hands without mortal mind to direct them could not commit a murder. Mortal mind, not matter, is the criminal in every case. And human law rightly estimates crime and courts reasonably passed sentence according to the motive. The belief of life in matter sins at every step. It incurs divine displeasure. 
and it would kill Jesus that it might be rid of troublesome truth. Material beliefs would slay the spiritual idea whenever and wherever it appears. Though error hides behind a lie and excuses guilt, error cannot forever be concealed. Truth, through her eternal laws, unveils error. Truth causes sin to betray itself and sets upon error the mark of the beast. Even the disposition to excuse guilt or to conceal it is punished. The avoidance of justice and the denial of truth tend to perpetuate sin, invoke crime, jeopardize self-control, and mock divine mercy. Whoever uses his developed mental powers like an escaped felon to commit fresh atrocities as opportunity occurs is never safe. God will arrest him. Divine justice will manacle him. His sins will be millstones about his neck, weighing him down to the depths of ignominy and death. The sinner makes his own hell by doing evil, and the saint his own heaven by doing right. The evil beliefs which originate in mortals are hell. Better the suffering which awakens mortal mind from its fleshly dream than the false pleasures which tend to perpetuate this dream. Sin alone brings death, for sin is the only element of destruction. Expose and denounce the claims of evil and disease in all their forms, but realize no reality in them. A sinner is not reformed merely by assuring him that he cannot be a sinner because there is no sin. To put down the claim of sin, you must detect it. Remove the mask, point out the illusion, and thus get the victory over sin and so prove its unreality. Reform comes by understanding that there is no abiding pleasure in evil and also by gaining an affection for good according to science, which reveals the immortal fact that neither pleasure nor pain, appetite nor passion, can exist in or of matter. While divine mind can and does destroy the false beliefs of pleasure, pain, or fear, and all the sinful appetites of the human mind. What a pitiful sight is malice, finding pleasure in revenge. Evil is sometimes a man's highest conception of right. 
until his grasp on good grows stronger. Then he loses pleasure in wickedness, and it becomes his torment. The way to escape the misery of sin is to cease sinning. There is no other way. Fear of punishment never made man truly honest. Moral courage is requisite to meet the wrong and to proclaim the right. But how shall we reform the man who has more animal than moral courage and who has not the true idea of good? Through human consciousness, convince the mortal of his mistake in seeking material means for gaining happiness. Reason is the most active human faculty. Let that inform the sentiments and awaken the man's dormant sense of moral obligation. And by degrees, he will learn the nothingness of the pleasures of human sense and the grandeur and bliss of a spiritual sense, which silences the material or corporeal. Then he not only will be saved, but is saved. If you believe in and practice wrong knowingly, you can at once change your course and do right. Matter can make no opposition to right endeavors against sin or sickness, for matter is inert, mindless. Do not believe in any supposed necessity for sin, disease, or death, knowing, as you ought to know, that God never requires obedience to a so-called material law for no such law exists. The belief in sin and death is destroyed by the law of God, which is the law of life instead of death, of harmony instead of discord, of spirit instead of the flesh. Let truth uncover and destroy error in God's own way, and let human justice pattern the divine. Sin will receive its full penalty, both for what it is and for what it does. Justice marks the sinner and teaches mortals not to remove the waymarks of God. Through the wholesome chastisements of love, we are helped onward in the march towards righteousness, peace, and purity, which are the landmarks of science. Beholding the infinite tasks of truth, we pause, wait on God. Then we push onward until boundless thought walks enraptured, and conception unconfined is winged to reach the divine glory.
We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 32. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. Brood o'er us with thy sheltering wing, neath which our spirits blend like brother birds that soar and sing and on the same branch bend. The arrow that doth wound the dove darts not from those who watch and love. Hymn number 32.
Let's now sing hymn number 283. Praise we the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. Let us extol him with joyous and loving endeavor. Come, let us sing, praising our God and our King. Should we be silent? Ah, never. Hymn number 283. I will read from the Christian Science textbook. The scientific statement of being and the correlative passages from 1 John, third chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, 
Man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because he knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. For we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that had this hope in him purified himself, even as he is pure. Revelation. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen.